Stone and Tile Show is proud to be sponsored by the National Tile Contractors Association. The NTCA is a leading trade association in the tile and stone industry dedicated to professional installation of ceramic tile and natural stone. With more than 1,500 members representing thousands of installers, NTCA works hard to be a strong voice for proper installation and qualified labor. The association invests in a professional staff to provide technical support and assistance and offers free educational seminars and regional training opportunities around the country. To learn more about what the NTCA can offer for you or your business, go to the website www.tile-assn.com. That's www.tile-assn.com. Good evening, folks, and welcome to another edition of the Stone and Tile Show. I am your host, Fred Houston. Today is July 1, if you're listening live. If you're not listening live, it's probably not July 1. So anyway, of course, this show is a live broadcast and also a podcast. So, you know, if you want to listen to all the other shows that we've done before, I think I'm up to uh, like 80 something. I think it's 86 or 87 shows with ranging from anything that has to do with stone or tile from installation to maintenance, uh, fabrication, uh, you you name it. We've we've had a lot of great shows, so you might want to go ahead and check those check those out as well. I've also got the YouTube channel, which is the um, I haven't done one in a while, but there's probably about 30 or 40 uh, short videos on there that are quite helpful too. All right, today we're going to talk about smoke and fire, smoke and fire damage, especially to stone surfaces. But before I get into that subject, I want to a couple of things I want to talk about or mention that came up this week. Uh, first of all, I want to congratulate our friend Pasha. Who uh, those of you uh, who have listened to the show know we've interviewed him a couple of times. He had his article published in Tile Letter in July this month, July, on the yellow yellow staining problem we had with white Carrara marble. Uh, well, I don't know if staining, but anyway, read the article uh, or listen to the show. His article can be found on a Tile Letter. Just search Tile Letter in Google. It'll take you right to their website and to that article. And again, congratulations, Pasha. Uh, an interesting question also came up this week, and that uh, we're talking about showers, uh, nothing to do with that issue, but uh, I had a client call me and said that he had some darkening that's occurring to his marble outside the shower. Well, of course, the first thing I'm thinking there is, well, it's getting wet somehow. So I wanted to be able to check to see whether or not the shower pan is leaking or anything else for that matter is leaking in the shower. And a lot of times, that's almost impossible to do unless you do a destructive test. In other words, you tear the shower out. And then I got the idea from a plumber friend of mine that checks for leaks in piping using fluorescent dye. And uh, what's interesting about fluorescent dye is you can buy fluorescent dyes that are clear. In other words, you dissolve them in water and you can't see the dye until you take a UV light and shine it. So I ended up buying some fluorescent dye and did a couple of tests. And it's uh, quite interesting how it works. Uh, you can buy these dyes in just about any color, blue, yellow, red. And uh, what I would suggest you do if you want to check a shower for leaks is to take a five-gallon bucket place this fluorescent dye in that bucket and slowly pour it down the drain, making sure that nothing's getting into uh, on top of the tile itself because you want to check for leaks within the drain. And then you're probably going to have to wait a couple of days because it'll take a while for the water to migrate if it's leaking anywhere. Turn out the lights, take your UV light, 
and see if you have any fluorescent uh, bright dye coming through anywhere. The next step I would do is flood the shower pan with this dye. In other words, again, take a five gallon bucket, fill it up with water, place your dye in there and literally flood the shower pan with it. And it may take more than five gallons, but generally I find five gallons is enough. And again, wait a couple days, go back and check it with the uh, UV light. And uh, if you have a leak somewhere, it'll probably, it'll probably show up. In that case, obviously we're testing for, you know, around the outside of the shower, possibly the shower curb on the outside, and maybe even up into the, uh, to the wall cavity uh, itself. So it's just, just another useful tip that uh, I'm going to be teaching that in my uh, next class coming up, up here in the, in January as well. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about smoke and fire damage. And uh, if anybody has a comment or a question, the call-in number, if you're listening live, is 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. Of course, you can always send me an email at my email address, which is fhouston, which is spelled F-H-U-E-S. T-O-N at gmail.com. And uh, of course, Facebook, uh, search for Stone Forensics. If you're not my friend on there, I highly suggest you become my friend because I'm just a great guy. No, uh, because I get a lot of useful information on that at Facebook. Uh, every Friday, I publish the Failure Friday and all kinds of good information there. So you may want to check that out. Okay. Let's talk about smoke and fire damage when it comes to stone. Now, you could have a situation where, you know, forgot to open the flue in the fireplace and you get all that black soot that comes into the, onto the fireplace, you know, say a marble uh, surround, which causes it to get all black. Uh, you could have an issue where the house, <coughs> excuse me, uh, has a fire and you end up with ash and that settling or, or, or even just smoke damage alone can, can harm marble. So one of the things and I'm talking not just marble, by the way. We're talking any stone surface. It could be limestone, marble, uh, any type of stone surface. What I'm about to tell you is going to apply. So one of the things I teach in my class all the time when it comes to troubleshooting and it comes to problem solving, whether it's simple cleaning or whether it's detecting where a failure is, is knowing what the origin of the problem is and knowing what, you know, why. Why is it doing what it's doing? Well, this can be pretty obvious. I mean, you may say, well, we know it's smoke, we know it's ash, we know it's fire, whatever. But a couple of things you need to know about smoke in particular. Smoke contains carbon monoxide. It can contain benzene. It contains formaldehyde, methane. And that black carbon that you a lot of times see, that's usually from wood tars. Because usually if something burning, it's probably organic in nature. So you get those tars that are produced. And that's usually what that black... <coughs> this. So we want to be able to remove that. There's a procedure that I've, I've come up with that, and, and this applies to any type of stain removal, any type of cleaning. And then I know this may sound simple to a lot of you guys out there, but uh, hold on to your hat because we're going to get into some really cool tricks that I, I, I've developed over the years that can help you do uh, some of these things a lot faster and, and a lot quicker. But before we do that, let's go over some real basics. So we know we have soot. Soot is acidic. And on a marble surface, obviously, or any calcium-based material, it's going, to, it's going to damage the stone by etching it if it is a, a calcium-based material. If it's granite, uh, you won't get etching, but you will get staining that, that can occur. So the first thing I recommend doing, obviously, hopefully the fire is out. That would be the first thing, 
is to uh, clean it off with a dry rag, either dust it off with a, a microfiber cloth uh, brush or whatever. Just get as much as you can off in a dry. Uh, one of the mistakes that's made all the time is someone usually sprinkle it with water right away. And a lot of times what that will do is it'll dissolve some of the soot. And if you don't wipe it up right away, what it ends up doing is soaking into the stone and you have a stain you need to need to get out. So you want to try to avoid that at all costs. So you want to be able to wipe it all down and wipe everything down with a dry microfiber cloth is what I like to use. The next thing you want to do is prepare a solution of clear dish detergent. And I'm going to repeat that because I've had a lot of people say, well, I used Dawn or I used Ivory. And the problem with a lot of these dish detergents is they're dyed. They have blue dye on them. They have green dye on them or whatever. You want to use a clear dish detergent. So you want to take a clear dish detergent. You want to mix about a one to two uh, tablespoons in a gallon of warm water, and you want to use that to wipe the surface down. So what I like to do is either take a sponge or wet a microfiber cloth, wet it down, let it sit on the surface. In other words, don't just wring out the, the rag or the sponge really, really tight. Just kind of flood the surface if you can. If it's a vertical surface, uh, you know, like the mantle or, or not the mantle, but the, the legs going up the fireplace, if you're dealing with a fireplace or dealing with a wall, is just keep flooding it for a couple of minutes. And what that'll help hopefully do is emulsify any of the, the soot and smoke damage that's on there. So you want to do that several times. And then you want to do it again, but this time with clear water. So, you know, you may have to empty out that bucket every, you know, every couple of minutes because you don't, you want clean water. So, again, rinse it, rinse it, rinse it, rinse it. And then, you know, dry it with a rag, sit back, take a look at it. And, you know, in many, many cases, that's all you're going to need to do. Uh, unfortunately, as a as a contractor, as a restoration contractor, you might not be called in right away. I mean, the carpet guy was in there, the drywall guy was in there, and you're the last to be called in uh, to take care of this problem. You end up with some stains that occur on the stone surface. So um, I'm not going to go over what poulticing is. We covered that in a lot of the past shows. If you don't know what that is, I suggest you go back and, and take a look at them. But uh, I'm going to give you a, a poultice formula that I use uh, for these for these smoke stains, and uh, that is basically taking a either a 20 volume or a 30 volume hydrogen peroxide solution. Uh, in other words, you mix that into a into a poultice powder of some type, whatever you use. Uh, you can use baking soda, diatomaceous earth, uh, any of the commercially prepared poultices, and add your peroxide to that. And of course, go through the entire poulticing procedure. In other words, mix it into a paste. Blah 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 blah. Now, I have found that there are some chemicals that are commercially available out there, which are basically alkaline gels that you may want to try before you head for the poulticing. Uh, I know Prosico makes one, I believe. I'm not sure if Aquamix has them, but every, you know, a lot of the companies out there have what they call an alkali gel. I and mean, what they are, they're basically an alkali cleaner that's in a gel suspension. And the reason you want to put it in a gel suspension is it's going to cling to the surface. It's not going to evaporate right away. I mean, you could use an alkali on there, but what will happen is it'll evaporate real quickly. So you want to be able to keep it suspended into a, into a gel and some of these commercially available uh, gel cleaners is, is the way you want to go. So let's say that you have smoke damage in a very, very large area. You know, I can remember years ago we did a state house and there was 
hundreds of hundreds, if not thousands of square feet of walls that had nicotine staining on. And you can, this, this, this technique will apply to whether you're dealing with nicotine staining, soot damage, or that yellowing that you get from certain fire and smoke damage on there. How would you go about poulticing that entire wall? Well, you could mix up your poultice, and you know what it's like to mix up a poultice. You could take a grout float, and you could start troweling it on the wall. That will take forever. Well, I've discovered something really interesting that works really, really well. And some of you may know what this is. Some of you may not know what it is. But basically, you want to take what is known as a stucco spray gun. And you can go to Harbor Freight. You can go to Home Depot, Lowe's. They all carry these stucco spray guns. And basically, what the, it looks like, a, it looks like a, a gun, like a nozzle. And it has a hopper on top of it, and you hook that up to an air compressor. You don't need a very large air compressor. You could use a pancake compressor or, or a small air compressor. And what you want to do is mix your poultice up a little bit more watery than you normally would, and you, and you may have to experiment uh, with the consistency. And you place it in that hopper, and you basically shoot the wall. I mean, and you're taking it's like you're stuccoing the whole wall or, or painting the whole wall. comes out like a million tiny, tiny uh uh, spitballs, if you will. It doesn't need to be on there really thick, uh, but you can put it on there thick. And this comes in real handy if you're dealing, for example, with a polished surface, because what tends to happen with poultices is they tend to slide down. With it, This hopper sprays, it, it combines the air and the poultice, and it, it, it does allow it to stick to shiny surfaces. And then you would basically spray the entire wall, drape it in plastic, wait your 12 to 24 hours, come back, take a long handle scraper, and scrape it off. So that's my little little trick that can save you a ton, a ton of time uh, of doing that fire damage stuff. Now, along with fire damage and along with smoke damage comes an, another topic. And I actually got this question from a colleague the other day, and that is, you know, what can I place something hot on top of my countertop? And if I can, what type of stone can, can I do that with? And my answer to that was most stone is going to be okay to do that with. However, you have something called thermal conductivity. And what happens with thermal conductivity, if you've ever had, oh, remember those cheap glasses that you would, you know, you would get, put ice in them and stick it in hot water or vice versa, and they would crack right away. Well, that can help and that can happen to stone especially when you have a very veiny material. So I would generally recommend that if you're going to put anything hot on a countertop, for example, that you make sure that it doesn't have a lot of veins in it because those are the areas that are really susceptible to thermal conductivity and it can cause it, cause it to break. Now, you also have to be careful with resin-based stone. Uh, you know, I've discussed this on, on several of my shows where we talk about uh, resin-based material. Uh, resin is a polymer. It's a polyester. And under heat, it will melt. So I've seen countertops, for example, where someone will take a, a hot you know, pot off the, off the stove, place it directly on a countertop, and it looks fine. They remove it. And what happens is you end up with a ring where that, uh, where that pot sat, and that's because it melted the resin. So you need to be careful when it comes, uh, comes to that as, that as well. All right, the call in number here before I wrap things up, if you've got a quick question, is 323-870-3968. That's 323-870-3968. And it doesn't have to be about smoke 
or, or fire damage. It can be just about any question you may have concerning stone or tile. So I'm going to take a quick break here. When I come back, we'll wrap things up unless you have a question, and I'll be right back right after this. Are you looking for quality greenstone working products? ESP sells many lines of fine quality, environmentally safe products. Stone Pro, MB Stone Care, Bondstone and Touchstone Adhesives, more Stone Care products, Easy Care products, and Better Bio, which is over 80% bio-based and approved by the USDA. For more info, visit ESPSales.net. That's ESPSales.net. Alrighty, folks. So that's basically my blurb on fire and smoke damage. Uh, again, just follow the rules. Start out with the gentlest method possible, and uh, you should be you should be okay. Um, you know, it, one of the things I I will also mention is if, if you're dealing with stains, make sure those stains were caused by soot and and, and the smoke damage. Because I've had situations where someone had a fire or a fireplace, you know, kind of over you know, forgot to open the flue or whatever. And uh, they claimed they had stains on that fireplace. And when I got in there, cleaned it all up and discovered that it really wasn't stains from the fire. It was something else. May have spilled wine on it or there are mortar stains on it. So, you know, again, general rule and stain removal 101, try to identify the stains. So if you follow those procedures, I think you'll be all right. I also just wrote an article that I'm going to put up on my blog that I've titled How to Remove Soot and Smoke Damage from Stone Surfaces. And I'm in the process of editing that and possibly adding a few things to it. So, you know, take a look at my blog. If you don't know what my blog is, it's listed on my website, which is stoneforensics.com. Or you can always send me an email. I'll give that out one more time. F. Houston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. All right, folks. uh, I want to also mention that I still have the correspondence course available, and I'm still offering that at half price. It's a great deal. Uh, you will be certified after you uh, complete the course. What's nice about the correspondence course, uh, when you compare it to the live class, is that you get the recording. You actually get to hear it as many times as you want. You get the PowerPoint presentation, so you get to go back to that as many times as you want. Of course, you get all the manuals and everything. The advantage of the live class, which I'm going to be offering next year in January during the Stone Show, uh, is that we actually go on a live inspection. Uh, We we go to several of the casinos and we look at some failures, uh, which Vegas is full of them. So, again, if you want to attend that, I highly recommend you sign up ASAP. Uh, or at least give me a deposit to sign up because uh, that class fills up pretty quick and I limit it to about eight students. So uh, it fills up real quick. And hopefully by that time, this virus thing um, will be over with. Alrighty, folks, uh, that's all I have for, for this week. So thanks for listening. Until next time, keep setting those tiles, polishing that stone and fabricating those tops. Later, my friends. Thank you, Tough Skin, one of our gold sponsors. Marble etches and stains, Tough Skin guarantees it will not. Tough Skin provides a unique product and installation service anywhere in the USA with a proprietary stone laminate products. They protect marble countertops with an acid, oil, and waterproof guarantee. That's right, it's now possible to install marble, onyx, and travertine countertops without the worry of etching and staining from common household items like wine, lemon, coffee, or other acidic foods. People have been trying to figure this out for thousands of years, and Tough Skin Surface Protection has done it. Available in gloss and satin to match the countertop finish. Visit them online at toughskinprotection.com. That's 
T-U-F-F, skinprotection.com to learn more.